0: Welcome to the Midday Treat with NAZ Elite, hosted by me, Coach Ben Rosario, featuring the Hoka NAZ Elite athletes, and from time to time, a special guest from the world of running. We talk training and racing, but we also just talk, and we go way deeper than just running. The Midday Treat is your chance to get to know us as people, so follow along and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And now, check out this episode of The Midday Treat with NAZ Elite. All right, hey everybody, it's another week and it's another episode, and we are here with Nick Hager today. And we're just going to get right to it because Nick has an announcement for us. Nick, uh, when you become a marathoner, which you've now become, it's really fun to pick your fall marathon. What marathon are you gonna do this fall? That's kind of a big deal, and, and we, we kind of went through that process with you, and I guess it's been a few weeks now since you made your decision, mm-hmm. uh, but you're ready to announce it. So what marathon are you doing this fall? And then we'll get into why, and what you're excited about, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah,
1: yeah I mean, it's always fun um, heading into the fall, and I think this fall has been on my mind for a while, and uh, it's fun to have it just pieced together finally, and feel good about it. Um, but heading back to CIM like I was last year, um, which is which is really cool. It, it feels familiar, but at the same time it feels new. Um, and yeah, it's a U.S. Championship this year, which adds a level of intensity, a little bit more seriousness to it. Um, and I've done one already, which adds you know another level of like seriousness and what can I do and that sort of thing. So heading back to CIM U.S. Championship to uh, kind of finish off the year of like the road circuit and that sort of thing. So really excited about it. That's cool. Awesome. Yeah. And we made the announcement last week that Julia Griffey is running CIM
0: as well. Yep. So we know you'll have a teammate there. Uh, you mentioned it's the U.S. Championships. What else went into this decision-making process? Because it's really not unlike anybody at any level. Right. They're picking their marathon. Yeah. they got to think about all sorts of things. And so what sort of things were top of mind for you when making this decision? And what other marathons were involved?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think... It was funny last year. I finished up CIM, and I'm I'm talking to you. I'm talking to Howie, and that sort of thing. And I'm like, man, I want to do I want to do something like New York next year, yeah. you know. And and that was the immediate effect of like, man, like, can we do like? Because you ran one through twelve, business? you got third place. Yeah. so it was a nice debut. Yeah, it was a nice debut, and it went well, and um and so we didn't make any hard decisions, obviously, a, a year, yeah. you know, right off the bat. Um, but you know, as the spring kind of unfolded, uh, we were doing some different things on the road. Um, and ultimately like the biggest factor that ran into it is I ran into that probably one of my most significant injuries I've had so yeah. far. Um, you know, the quad tear was kind of this weird anomaly. We don't see it very much in distance runners. Um, yeah. To- yeah. What exactly was the diagnosis? It was a like nearly a two inch tear of one of my quad muscles, kind of one of the deeper ones, you know, that you don't see superficially, like when yeah. the quad is like flexed and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah which we didn't really understand, and, and, you know, we'll save, like, figuring all that out for another time, because I don't think we ever really figured it out, to be yeah. honest.
0: We just we yeah. just rested until it wasn't hurt anymore. Yeah, exactly, yeah.
1: and and that was, like, a tough thing, was I went... Because like, what, what months were... The, what, what, what month did that occur? It was April through the end of May, early June. That's right. So a, it was full eight weeks, plus a little bit more. Off. Yeah, pretty much like having a stress fracture. Yes, and that was the bummer. It's like, okay, cool, it's not a stress fracture, Um yeah, let's just get this tear over with, we'll be, we'll be back at it. And that wasn't the case. You know, um, we thought about, we're like, okay, this thing doesn't heal very well. Typically, the literature said um, we want to avoid surgery if we can. Uh, and when we started throwing that around, it's like, okay, we're just taking the time off. Let's mm-hmm. just do it. Take the time off. And so, I mean, most of my June was starting with walk jogs. And yeah. I got up to maybe a half hour run towards the end of June. And, you know, at that point, it's like, man could I really, like, squeeze this thing together and, like, in a couple months here be doing one of the hardest marathons that are out there in New York like I had originally kind of, like, thought about? And then we started thinking about, you know, Frankfurt, um, you know, sponsored by Hoka this year. It's a flat, fast course, and that sounded really fun, especially going over to Europe and doing that sort of thing. Um, But again, you know, being the end of October, it just, it felt a little bit too rushed, you know? We didn't know how the body was going to react. I mean, we're having this conversation about my fall marathon, And you're not fit and you're barely running. Yeah, I'm like, I'm doing, I'm stringing together some like workouts where it's like, I could do this at any point in the spring, you know, drop of a bucket. We could do it anytime. Um, It was progress. It was very slow progress and that we needed that. Um, And so ultimately we're like, what if we just go back to CIM? It's US championship. There's nothing wrong with doing something like that again. um, And it's just going to be that much more competitive than it was last year. We know the course. Like, let's just get excited about competing at the That's front. Right. You know, there's a, there's a title on the line, and everyone's thinking about that. Who's stepping up to the line? Um, and so that it felt right. It felt good. Um, I had a long build last year too. It looks very similar in terms of my time frame, and that really went really well. And and so let's just let's just mirror that to as much of our ability that we can. And. So the fact that it went well last year, it feels familiar, I was still very excited about it. Um, yeah. You know, the idea had been Frankfurt for, you know, for a couple of months, but which was kind of like this weird thing to, you know, push it back and say, no, we're doing something different. But ultimately, it's, it's felt really flawless at the end of the day. And I'm just getting more and more excited week by week.
0: Well, and I felt like there was a big there, or there is a big ceiling for CIM. Yeah, The ceiling for CIM, for you or for anyone that picks CIM this year, for any of the pros that pick CIM, is winning a national title. For sure. That's cool. Yes. You know, and so I think that was part of the equation, like you said, in addition to the date. What what advantages do you have going into this race, having run it a year ago?
1: Yeah, I think it's really, you know, a ton of people have run this race. Yes. You know, and, some, and people that are you know, returning to the marathon. Some are, some haven't run CIM, some have, um, but nonetheless, it's real. it's still fresh in my mind. I mean, that is the best performance I've put together as a professional. And um, the fact that it's, it still rings so clear in my mind that it it did go so well and it just I felt good coming off of it, it just gives me that much more confidence too you know um, I'm not saying I, I can see every minute detail of yeah. the course but it, overall it is like it's a simple course and it's a good weekend and they put on a great event and the fact that USATF will be involved in, in making it that much more of a special weekend um, just makes it that much better too.
0: There you go and Alphine's won a national title this year and Steph's won a national title this year so we got
1: to keep it rolling. We got to keep it rolling. We got to keep it rolling. To. Well yes. that's a good segue right because yeah. the
0: energy of the team right now is very good, and one thing we haven't done on any of the podcasts this month with Julia or um, with Kellen or or with anybody else that we've interviewed recently was just really dig into what's been going on here the last yeah. few months. Yeah. Uh, and I think it would be fun to do that, especially from your point of view as an athlete. So if we backtrack, I mean, we could go way back, but yeah. let's go back to uh, let's say early spring where we knew that we were getting a new coach, but you guys didn't quite know who it was. Then we started bringing in candidates. Then we brought in Alan. Yeah. So let's go back to that stage where we brought in Alan Culpepper as a candidate. You guys got to meet him. What was that first impression like? And what was what was going on in your mind at that time? I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it had been kind of this long, like slow burn of like, okay, who's it going to be? And like, when's this going to come together? And like, you know we're we're piecing this thing together slowly but surely and um you know I think a lot of people were were weary of it like weary of change you know of course like we're so dialed into like our habits and what we know and, and at this level and like what's what's comfortable um to a certain extent because it, it's predictable right mm-hmm. and I think um the idea of a new coach was a little bit you, you know messy maybe I, yeah. I don't know no with it's lack, fair. Of, a, with lack fair. of a better term and um you know, I, I tried to just keep an, as open mind as I, as I could, and I knew we were going to do the, the right thing with picking the right person. Um, and I it was funny, when Alan came in and visited, I was like, oh, sweet, Alan Cole. Like, I had read about this guy like, <laughs> yeah. Meb's book. Like, he was going wire-to-wire wire with Meb. He won the trials. He made the Olympics twice, um, kind of doing it on his own. And so that was really exciting for me. And, I mean, the cool thing was when he showed up, um, Alex Messiah and I were in the middle of a 10 by mile workout That's over right. <laughs> over at Kilty and and I was I was having a pretty good day. Yeah. I I think I was 10 by mile minute rest at like 458 average for me, yep. which was like was a significant workout for me at the time. Um, and so but immediately what he like struck me with was we finished that workout we're just walking back to go, you know, change shoes, get the cool down in um, he goes, so yeah, Nick, like, did you do a lot of this stuff at Portland and and stuff? And it's like, he knew a little bit about me. He didn't know all that much about me, but he's like, yeah, he was interested in where I've come from, how that transition was being made, um, in this kind of subtle manner. And so immediately I was like taken aback. I'm like, man, this guy like is really interested in who we are as athletes, um, who we are as people, where we've come from and what do we need, you know? And, and he was very open, um, you know, when we just got to sit down with them and chat about, you know, like, what are you looking for? What, what are things, you know, I think one thing I asked him was like, what made you successful? You know, yeah. what are some of the things that you, um, attributed to like your marathon success? Cause to me, that's important, right? That's right? Um, this is a guy who's won the Olympic trials. He's made the games, uh, finished 12th. Yes. Yeah. Like very good athlete. And that's, that's intriguing to me. Cause I know he's going to want to bring that to us. And, um, I don't know. It's been really, really good since. It's yeah. been really fun. Uh, you know, it was. It's weird because it's, it's kind of a blank slate. I went from that to two months off to, <laughs> but in a way, like that was really made the transition like, very. Easy it for made you, it though. easy. Yeah. yeah. It was like I'm coming from almost like ground zero. It's yeah. like, hey, let's just rebuild this thing. How would you rebuild coming mm-hmm. off of this? Mm-hmm. And I think he's done that really, really well for me. Um, you know, and we're reflecting just even before the workout I just had yesterday. And he's like, man, I was, because he was <laughs> he was sick all last week and wasn't able to be in town with us. He kind of just stayed away and said, hey, I'm not going to get you guys sick. And he goes, yeah, I had nothing to do, but look at, you know, mild training logs and looking at where you guys are at. And he's like, dude, Nick, like you've come so far, man. Yeah. Like this has been en- exponential growth. And I'm like, oh man, I appreciate that. It feels like it's it's coming <laughs> along pretty quick here, which is, which is super fun. Um, but yeah, he's just, he's positive energy. He's... He's really reassuring in everything that we do. Um, you know, he's not a guy who's giving out a ton of high fives after yeah. the workouts and stuff. But, you know, at the right moments, he's like, hey, man, you're, you're doing some good work. Yeah. You know, and that's that's fun for me. It's reassuring. Yeah. It's, it's helpful to know that we're on the right track, you that's know. Right. Um, and it's... Then the thinking on my end doesn't have to be anything different than okay yeah we're just putting in the work you know that's right so it's it's been a it's been a great transition so far
0: very cool well let's get back into the nitty gritty of some of your training in a minute but if we go back to the spring so because there was there's been a lot of change so not only do we bring Alan in and we get that deal done and he yep. gets hired in May but then Alan and I and Jenna get on the <laughs> recruiting path and. Uh, if I do say so myself, we crushed it, yep. and we brought in these amazing athletes: Abby Nichols, Chrissy Gear, um, uh, and then on the men's side, Olin Hacker and uh, Adrian Wildskut And of course, we already had Wesley. Yep. And then um, I feel like I'm forgetting one person. I think you nailed it. I think yeah. I got it. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of crazy recruiting class. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So that's the five, right? Yep, so it's Adrian, yeah. Olin, Wesley. Chrissy, and yeah. Abby.
1: And we still have our newer newer people. Well, Kate, that's Katie right, and Katie Alex. and Alex. Yeah. I mean, they're they're, they kind of the feel somewhere. like a
0: part of that group yeah. as well, Katie Wasserman and, and Alex Masai. So anyway, we bring in these new people, Wesley uh, at first and then the other four. What have they brought to the table? How exciting was that for you guys to see all these new athletes come in? Just take me through what it's like for a person that's on a team to then see that new energy come in.
1: Yeah, I love it. I think I, I take it back to like when I was in college and I, had a, I was fortunate to have a really big team. It was always 30 to 40 guys, you know? And so when we're bringing in new people and I feel that energy like injected immediately and as someone who, you know, we we're bringing in recruits constantly throughout yeah. my years and, and eventually being someone who was really established on the team, um, I could really help segue them. And that, yeah. that's something that's really valuable to me. Um so that was exciting for me to kind of be in those shoes again because yeah. that's how I really that's I tick really well with that. yeah and in a way it like kind of feels like this new chapter where it's like, oh cool, like man, I, I guess I have been here for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. I do like know the ropes a little bit. I'm not as experienced as Steph Keller or, or Alphine that sort of thing, but you know, I'm kind of that segue for them in, yeah. in, in, in some ways. and um, so that's been fun on, on my end. but I think during the recruiting process, I, you know, I have my own podcast, and and we always are breaking down the NCAA, and I, I'm still a nerd about it. Like I, yeah. I keep track of the NCAA uh, meets and and how it builds, and I, I still love it. You know, and so seeing those names, I was like, man, I've I've been watching those people grow for years. You know, yeah, um, just from a distance, and I don't know much about them, but I'm really excited about their accomplishments and everything that they've done, and and being on really good teams too. I know they're gonna they're gonna want a good team culture, yeah, and that was exciting for me too. Um, Yeah, they really did all come from good teams. I mean, really good teams. Yeah, we're talking DMR national championships. We're talking podium teams at NCAAs. We're talking national championships in 5K, you know, all this stuff. And um, I've mentioned their names, like, in the podcast multiple times, you know. And so now it's like, oh, man, they're coming in to visit. Like, let's really crush this thing. Yeah. And fortunately. Yeah, I felt like
0: you guys took some ownership of the visits.
1: Yeah, it was. I loved that part. I really did, you know, I'm driving them around, I'm showing them, pointing out different spots, taking yeah. them to different places at, uh, for dinner and you know breakfast and stuff like that, it's super fun. Um, and and now it's like, okay, like they're here, you know, what is it like? And man, the energy, you know, Ben and I, we, you, we were just talking just now, like yesterday at the track, like not everyone had a workout but everyone did meet there, and what's super fun is these these younger uh, people on the team now—they're hanging out. Like, they don't afterwards. have anything else to do. But yeah, they're just—they're <laughs> hanging out. They're cheering us on. Like, you know, a couple weeks ago, Matt and I were finishing up some hard mile reps and about to get into another tempo, and they were just like, we were joking that they were tailgating it. You know, yeah. tailgating the workout, and uh, it's it's just been a ton of fun energy. And what's getting, you know, what has always been something that gets me further, it helps me push more is having that support, having that energy around. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm feeling that every single day at practice. It's really fun. I'm looking forward to practice like every day. Not that I never have looked forward to it, but now it's, it's even better. It's like, man, I've got a bunch of friends on the team. I can't wait to chat with them today, you know? And especially in a marathon block when you're kind of getting run down a little bit, you're tired. It's just that palpable energy. it, It runs really deep. So it's been a blast.
0: That's cool. And you've you've been training a lot with somebody that has been here a a few years, like yourself,
1: Matt Baxter. Yes. How how is it training with Matt? Because he's just such a pro. He is. He's so good at this thing. And it's fun because I, you know, especially like last year, we were, again, we were in a very, like I was doing CIM. He was planning for New York and and unfortunately didn't, you know, didn't come together for him in New York. Um, But we're always just on a different page kind of. Yeah. And now... Uh like we might be going to the same workout like last year and he's just running faster. He's a couple weeks ahead. He's he's got you know, he's racing four weeks before me, yep. that sort of thing. So it's just different. But right now we're in this rhythm right like where we're doing all the workouts together. Like him and I just traded off twenty times four hundred, lap after lap after lap, just just chipping it off and having a little banter afterwards, like oh yeah, you miss it by a couple of seconds. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. a little fast there, bud. You better nail this one, you know. Yeah. And it's just Finn awesome. I mean, he's such a smooth, strong runner. And he's running with more confidence than I've ever seen him run. Um, yeah. Right now, you can just tell in his stride. And I'm like, man, just dial into this guy. Like he's yeah. making me better, and I better get my my butt in gear to make sure I'm nailing this next rep for him too. Yeah. And so that that there's a lot of power to that. And um, I mean, it's fun because we we raced each other out throughout college. Yeah, he was much better than me on the <laughs> on the on the grass and on the track and whatnot. But now it's fun to be like together, have that momentum, and um, I don't know. It, it's just been. It's just been fun. If I'm going to label it with one word, it's been fun and exciting. So.
0: Well, you told me the other day that you did some Ks that kind of blew you away. Yeah. And, and I think you just said that you sort of attributed it to just the energy that was on the track. But what for was sure. that workout?
1: Yeah. So I had uh, 10 by K. Uh, first five wanted to just be super smooth at, at three flat. Um, and I felt like I could kind of do that for... The rest of the day, if I had to, <laughs> yeah. you know, just keep chipping away at it. Um, but then the last five were, you know, kind of get after it once. You know, that's how that's how Alan really phrased that. Um, he goes, "I want this to be a little bit harder." And uh, so it's this nice mental shift, like, okay, I only have five to really get after it. You know, you got you kind of kind of pick your numbers sometimes. And and for me, five was. Um, just this great number. I'm like, let's just keep chipping away. What do you have to do on this on this next quarter to really chip this thing down? And and you know, we chipped it down to 247 and I haven't seen 240 whatever for a K and uh, probably since college. And yeah. even then I was doing it at C level for maybe four or five of them. Yeah. And not the not the 10th. Yes, yeah. exactly. And so that was that was really fun and exciting. Um, it was fun to see myself be able to do that but at the same time again i go back to all this young new energy on the team yeah and here we go i'm, I'm gearing up for another rap they're like yeah come on nick you know and and yeah. tyler's over there biking next to me and of course i want him running next to me but just the fact that he's out there biking in lane two with me just saying be smooth be smooth you know kind of a second coach you know second yeah. you know bird in my ear and um i don't know It 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 definitely it it shows where this energy is going, where this team is headed, um, you know the strides that I've made personally too, yeah. which is which is super fun and, and really motivating. At the end of the day, you know you t- you said
0: Tyler there, and Tyler Day is is an example of this, but some of the other guys are like this too, and I'll let you talk about them. But um, I think when we see, and you were just talking about it, and so many people listening, this is all they have to go on is watching people race. Yeah. And so you watch Tyler Day race at the national championships in 2017, and he and Matt are pushing and just monsters out there. Or You watch him run 13-16, and he's covering every move, and he's setting the American collegiate record and just looks like an absolute uh, beast. But then you meet him, and he's a total goofball, and I mean that in the best way, and he's fun, and he's a great teammate, super energetic, but then he's a killer when the gun goes off. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you it's the same way as Wesley. Yes. Like if people yeah. listening watched Wesley Kip run in college, what would you what do you think the stereotype would
1: have been? Oh, it'd be serious, <laughs> you know, it doesn't doesn't have any fun outside of it. Like running is it, right? Yeah. Um, but the guy has unlimited energy. Yeah. He's always cracking jokes. Yeah. You know, today at practice, he's telling us that he used to play rugby. That's a total... He was just yanking our chain (laughs) the entire time. It's like, no way you played rugby. And he's just... He spends 10 minutes trying to convince us that, you know, of course he... Um, you know, played rugby and everything, and it's just it's it, there's always something with him, but he's always bringing some energy. Um, he's got two kids. He's got two kids. It's like, man, you don't skip a beat, do you? Yeah. you? nothing is weighing you down at all. Yeah. Um. But again, he goes. You see him in like his collegiate interviews and and just how he like composes himself on race day. It's like, you got to be able to switch it, you know, yeah. and and have yeah. some fun in the meantime. And um and to me that's really valuable. It's yeah. like, okay, let's just like. We can take a step back here. We can still have fun at, and work, at, you yeah. know, on workout day and that sort of thing. Keep having fun with it. Um, and I'm just so thankful to have that kind of energy around us all the time. Someone's yeah. always bringing it. Yeah. No, which is Totally. Awesome.
0: Totally. And I think Owen's that same way. He's yeah. Really fun. Alex, like, they're all killers. Yeah. On the course and on the track, but they. They are kind of just really humble dudes. Yeah. Um, and, of course, the ladies um, exactly the same way. Great energy there. Really great collective energy, I think, right now across the entire roster. Yes, which is nice, um, and we're all, we all have a lot of things coming up, which is cool too. Because we have 16 people now, there's always something right around there's the always corner. Something, which I mean, is fun. Steph just won the 10k. What, what was that? I you know obviously I wasn't on the track yesterday. What was it like when she came down and everybody saw her? Oh, it was
1: sweet. It yeah. was sweet. I you know I first I saw um, Bia, you know another oh, flagstaff yeah. guy. Won, I was yep. like, hey, what's up, champ? And then it's like, oh, hey, Steph, what's up, champ? You know, yeah. and that's that's a really fun thing. Um, I think. It motivates everyone, uh, especially this time of year. Like, we have so much to look forward to. And, you know, I'm privy because I'm a marathoner and, you know, we have – the ten k national title, you know, go down and it happens to fall on us, and that's really fun. Um, we've got Berlin to watch coming up this yeah. week, and we got Chicago in a few weeks. Uh, it's it's just really good energy, and when we can kick it off with someone on our team yeah. winning a title, setting a huge course record, showing that like she's on fire at the end of her career, it's like man, that's that's motivating. Yeah, um, it it's like okay, if they can do it, so can I. You know, yeah. like, like yeah. let's just keep the head down and, and trust this and that sort of thing. It, it's reassuring. It always it always brings me a level of calm. It's like there can always be some anxiety, nerves, expectations, whatever it may be for, like, racing and whatnot. But when someone goes out and just proves it and does it, it's like, you know what? They're doing it. I can't, too.
0: What, what specifically have you learned watching her over the last – I mean – Few months, but particularly recently, because she's so locked in, she's won yeah. her last two races. We know this is the end for her. Do you see any value in how she's approaching these these races, knowing that it's her last? Is there anything you're pulling from that?
1: Yeah, and I think we we talked about this just briefly on uh, on Sunday. You were riding with us during the long run. Um, it's just staying present, just staying yeah. super present, not getting too far ahead of yourself. I think um, the number of weeks that you have until x race or x workout or whatever it may be it can be daunting um it's like oh man i still like of course like i'm making gains but i still have a ways to go you know these stories spin right yeah. um but if you just take a step back continue having fun in the moment working hard in the moment uh, all of a sudden you're gonna blink and you've done a ton of really good work you have executed really well yeah. Um, you have something to to really look forward to and gear up to. Um, you know, and at first, like the segment for me started and of course I'm just thinking about CIM. Yeah. CIM, CIM, CIM. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, we got to take a step back, man. We got four months. Yeah. You know, I, I can't kill myself thinking about this all the time. And now I've blinked and... We're almost halfway there. Yes. And, and that's really fun. And that's what I see Steph doing. You yeah. know, she's... Yeah, she's
0: really enjoying every workout. Yeah. Because with each workout that goes by, that's it. She'll never do that yeah, again. Yeah, of course. And So I think yeah. there's value in that. Like you're saying,
1: taking it one day at a time, one workout at a time, it actually in a weird way goes faster that way. It does. It goes way faster. And I think she's just, you get more time to enjoy that moment, yeah. whatever that moment may be. Um, even when it's really hard and it hurts a lot and we are doing tough things, um, you know, and it, it, it's, it's been interesting too, to watch her, um, she's been on such a different like block than us so far. And it's like, I went a couple of weeks. I'm like, man, I haven't really seen you, Steph, you know, where are you yeah. where are you at? You know, but, and then she's around to practice again and, and she's dialed in and maybe she's getting her few miles in before us. Cause she's still running a ton more, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. And so. It's um, it's really fun to have that just that guiding force with with yeah. her finishing this thing out, and it's it's motivating. It's like then after that, it's like she's setting the bar, and yeah. and even in college for me, it was like I came in as a true freshman, they were podium for the first time ever. Um, they, you know, those seniors that were on that team when I was a true freshman in college, it was like they set the standard, and I, I basically said, I can't wait to do it better. Yeah, you know, and I think she wants that. Ex- if if we were to ask her, I'm sure oh, yeah. she would say the exact same oh, thing. Yeah. Like, here's the standard. Yeah. I can't wait to see you guys do it even better than I did. Big time. So big time. Yeah. Well, and you
0: know, with any team. When somebody has success and you're basically doing the same things they're doing, right. that's also going to give you confidence. Oh, it's. I mean the the type of. I mean, she's also training for a marathon. Yeah. She's also doing the same types of sessions. Um, one of the things that I've seen Alan do with you guys, I mean, it's not really unlike what we always believed in, mm-hmm. but it's just like it's a lot of solid controlled work. Yeah. Um. Also adding in some some double days where you're working out in the morning, working out again in the afternoon. I know yeah. you did that yesterday. We've talked about this a little bit before here and there, but but how how are those going? Are you adapting to those? And, and I say this because I know college kids listen, and I know a lot of college coaches are mm-hmm. trying these now. Yeah. So maybe give those folks a little bit of advice on how to handle those double days mentally and physically.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's definitely, it's a transition. Yeah, I mean, you're going to be tired. It's going to feel weird gearing up again. I think the morning, um, for me, I'm, I'm definitely like a morning person. And like I've come into like just nailing it in the mornings, you know, that it's, it's an easy routine. You're fresh. Like the mind is fresh and that sort of thing. And, you know, fortunately, like we, we don't have classes, you know, yes, and, and that's, yes. that's a huge piece. And I think if I were in college and, and attempting something like this, it would be like, man, we have to execute even better. It's just yeah. an execution piece. It's, um, what are you doing immediately after, to fuel yourself, hydrate, right? Because you have to do it again. That's right. And sometimes it's going to be harder in the afternoons. Yep. Um, we're going to be really controlled in the morning and then kind of get after it in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, what do you have to do like physically? What do you have to do mentally to get there? You t- kind of take the edge off and just kind of zone out in the morning. To me, that really helps. Yeah, Um, that makes sense. Yeah, getting in the hydration and getting the eating just right. My stomach always feels a little bit weird in the afternoons if I'm gearing up for another hard session. Um, But, you know, you figure out the things that uh, that work for you. For me, it's like, let's load the carbs and, and the food like right off the bat and eat something kind of light and bland, like, you know, two hours before, make sure I'm not too hungry. Um, but not too full at the same time, you know? And so it's, it's trial and error. Um, find what works for you. Hydrate well, eat well, lay down for a little bit if you can. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, get off the feet, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. And it's a mix. You don't want to be like, you don't want to like take an hour and a half nap and then wake up super groggy and be like begging for coffee to get, you know, to yeah. get you there and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so I think everyone takes with it a little bit differently, um, but it's just find the balance. Make sure you're you're mentally fresh um, and you've done the right things that you would normally do to an extent uh and then after that just makes sure you resting because yeah. it's a it's a basically a two-day rest <laughs> period after that you're going to be kind of in a hole for a little bit um but you'll bounce back you'll feel good afterwards
0: one of the observations i've made watching us transition into doing these double sessions and of course we did some last spring and now we're doing them quite often i would say um is that and you, you kind of were talking about this it almost brings a level of calmness to all the workouts yeah because you're you're working out from a density perspective more yep. than you were before. Now, you could you could add it up in percentage of time spent in zones and all those things. But at, at the end of the day, you're just working out more often. Mm-hmm. And so there's just a – there's a level of calmness that comes with that as opposed to spacing things out and making workouts really, really big. Right. I mean, yes, okay, you're c- accomplishing the same thing, but – those workouts are so big and they sometimes bring a lot of energy or they require a lot of energy yeah, and sure. focus and mental, uh, you know, energy, adrenaline, I guess. But I think doing things a little more often, it almost seems as if there's a little bit more calmness, a little bit more um, lightheartedness about the sessions because you're just going and you're getting them done. Yes, exactly. Is that fair?
1: Yeah, I, I think you totally nailed it there. You kind of have to do that. Yes. I mean, Yeah, because or else you wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah, if you go in the morning and you're like super psyched up and you're using all this mental energy, and I, I believe that mental energy is a piece of this puzzle. It's oh, not yeah. just like the carbs you put in the body, Yeah. yeah. you know, like if you're gearing up really heavy um, and it's almost like you, you put in like this huge race effort in the morning. Yeah. I don't think you're going to have much to give in the afternoon, and That's you right. have to have um, your your head clear and composed to be able to attack mm-hmm. uh, in the afternoon. And, and for me, um, like especially yesterday, you know, the afternoon wasn't supposed to be anything crazy, but I'm still doing hill sprints at 7,000 feet. And so it's, there still is a level of gear up, um, but I had to have something in the tank. Yeah. And, um, you know, essentially I just kind of told myself, I'm like, you had a great morning. But we still have stuff to do in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Let's just uh, let's stay composed. Let's not get too excited about what you did in the morning. Yeah, and and be able to come back and just execute. Yeah. Um, and so I I think that teaches a lot. It's like, okay, can we go into you know race week really calm? Yeah. Um, it's teaching me that you know I'm gonna like I'm gonna turn that switch on race day. Like that's exactly was my thought. Know? Was
0: I think that we have the opportunity for that same sort of calm, confident approach to be taken then on race week and race day, mm, yeah. which is really, really good. Totally. Um, but, but to your point about the energy, like if you're in college or if you remember being in high school or college, think about the energy it took to write a big paper or to study for a big test yeah. and then t- and then take that test. You're tired. Yeah. You're physically. You're actually tired. Feel you tired. didn't move. You're right. You didn't do anything. You weren't doing jumping jacks. You, you, were weren't, so you weren't. were doing push-ups. But you were focused mentally and it left you tired. For sure. And and that's the same way when you use mental energy on a workout, which you need to do, yeah. but you need to parcel it out.
1: Yeah. You have to parcel it out. And you know, I learned back in high school when I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm the guy who's who's desperately trying to make state in the yeah. in the track meet. And uh, I remember my junior year being like you know people are asking me like man nick what's wrong with you man and i was just so nervous before this regional meet that i had and i completely tanked i used so much mental energy just thinking about it throughout the day and i was like okay like i gotta take a step back yeah of course i can be intense and really serious and that sort of thing and that's fine yeah but i got i gotta pick my times to do that and this is a nice reminder to to keep coming back to that especially when i've still so long until my marathon we got to still have some mental energy. That's right. um, and that was something that Alan really pointed out was like, I want you as mentally and emotionally ready and clear mm-hmm. for the marathon on that day. And that's going to be, you know, how calm can you be on these workout days? Uh, we want to save that for the big day. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are just going to be absolutely blown themselves up and they're yeah of course sure maybe they did better workouts than you but are they more mentally fresh I, I don't know if you do this thing right they probably won't be yeah and that was something that really stuck out to me and i've been able to just kind of i'm like yeah i have this this and this you know coming up you know and maybe that's all in one day it's like yeah. it's sometimes those are double workouts and um but we just kind of tick them off we say hey uh, good work yep. good job you did it and we go on to the next day we just get right. recovered um, and so far it's gone by really quick. I think that you know, goes back to our talk about like Steph and being present and that's, that's a great piece. Cause she's crushing these double workouts as well. She goes, yeah, I don't know. i just kind of did it. And you know, we're yeah. seeing her in the weight room the next day or whatever it may be. Um, so yeah, just, just holding back, giving yourself that space to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to work hard, but can I just have this loose grip, soft approach to it's it? It's like what we were talking
0: about with, with Wesley and, and uh, Tyler. Yeah. They're a different person when the gun goes off. Totally. But until then, yeah. very very kind of lighthearted. Yeah. Um. And you have an opportunity, this is this is a segue here, to to practice that, right, next weekend? Yep. Next weekend, uh, as we sit here today, we're about 10 days out, 10, 11 days out, mm-hmm. from the USATF 10-mile championship. Yes. Which will be the one race you're doing in the lead-up.
1: Yep, one race. Yeah,
0: so yeah. it's the only race you're doing in the lead-up to CIM. How do you see it fitting in? um, what are you trying to accomplish and learn from that day? Yeah, I think you can
1: look at it a couple of different ways. It's like, you know, I think people get really wrapped up in, okay, let's go into a half marathon and marathon block and go run marathon pace on tired legs and have, you know, big warm up and a big cool down and hit this huge number on the day. Um, that's one approach. And I think some people do well with that. Um, but, you know, essentially, Alan wasn't, he's like, ah, I don't know, like, we don't necessarily have to do that. You're going to be doing enough work. Mm-hmm. What if we just come, like, we come down a little bit, we freshen up, we see how the body responds to that. We kind of absorb the training for a second. We go race really hard for 10 miles. Um, we see what, you know, where the strengths lie, how that pans out, and, uh, and then just move forward after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's been nice is it like, it really splits my block in two. Yeah. Um, We've done a lot more, uh, like I'd say, 10k and a half marathon work yeah. than we've done like true like marathon work. That's you know, right. especially when I reflect back to last year and what I was doing at this time, still gearing up for CIM is the pinnacle moment. Um, it's been much different. I'm running uh, things a lot faster right now, um, which is which is really fun and exciting. It's like cool. I, I think I can bring something to this to this 10 mile, and you know, the US Championships are they're always stacked, and it's like, yeah. hey, let, let's just let's just get in the group zone out, go for a ride with these guys who are running really, really well on the, you know, on the U S circuit at the moment and see what comes out the other side. Yeah. And, um, for me, it's just like, sweet. I've like, it's another piece of, okay, I get to look forward to this. And then we get to come back, lock in again for another two months Mm -hmm. and and then really gear up for that big day. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it kind of splits the training up. We're going to have a nice segue into a lot more specific marathon stuff coming up afterwards. Um, And we got to just get to get competitive, blow out the legs a little bit and and see how that goes. It's been a long time. It's been since March 20th for New York City Marathon. Or half, half. half, half. And um, I don't know. I'm never too nervous about that. I would you know, especially in college, if I didn't make, you know, outdoors, and and you, I I never did. Um, <laughs> fact that matter, I never made the NCAA meet in the outdoor um, championships. And so I'd always have a long summer. And then my yeah. first race wouldn't be until uh, Wisconsin invite. And that's yeah. end of October, usually middle or end of October. Um, and that's when racing started for me. So it just feels like I'm back in college in, yeah. in a way with that. Um, I've done a lot of like, I'm just I've just been consistent. And to me, I tick really well with that. And then we just like I'd go with Wisconsin. It's like, hey, let's see how the team's going to do. Let's see how I I can respond to these tough guys here. Um, It always went really well for me. And, you know, I know there's a lot of people who are doing a bunch of racing. They're racing into fitness and whatnot. And I'm like, I don't know. I just like I've had week after week of strong, consistent work and we get to display it a little bit and then we get to go back to work. And to me that I tick really well with that. It's just the slow burn. It's a slow build. It's just momentum. And I I thrive off of momentum. So you'll do that and then you'll
0: basically have a little less than two months to go. Yep. And you expect those two months to be pretty marathon specific and start getting into some of that stuff that will really tell you where you're at for the marathon. And you'll have other people to train with. And plus by that time, Wesley and Alex and olin it'll, you know, they'll be a little deeper into their training yeah, exactly. so they can jump in on some things. Yeah, and so that'll be fun. I I feel like the energy is only gonna continue to grow yeah. uh as you get toward that race. Um Yeah, the so, timing will be great. Yeah. And and it's, weather it's, will be great. Yeah.
1: And I keep joking with Alex and Wesley. I'm like, Cause they're right now they're only doing like one workout a week oh, they hate and, and they're really being like the leash is on them and they absolutely hate it right now. And I'm like, and I keep joking with them. I'm like, I love the fact you guys are only doing one workout a week. Cause they crush up here, man. Yeah. They absolutely crush. And now I get this chance to get really fit and then I'll get to tow them, you know, a, a bit here and there. Yeah, I'm like, man, now I get to keep up with you guys, you know? Yeah. And they think that's hilarious. Yes. It's just this fun banter. And I'm excited to, you know, be running around all in and for the first time and actually hanging on with Alex and Wesley and that sort of thing. So it's it's going to be, it's going to be sweet.
0: Good. I love it. Well, this was cool. We got to catch up. We got to talk about your fall marathon plans, what you've been up to and uh, what's, what's forthcoming. So this was great. Nick, appreciate it. Plug your own yeah. podcast.
1: Yeah. Running Rivals podcast. Yeah. So
0: found wherever yes, podcasts are yeah, found.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think we do SoundCloud anymore, but it's always Spotify and Apple. Okay Apple podcast. So, and you guys just talk general running stuff. Yeah, we're always updating what's happening on the
0: weekends. racing scene, basically.: Yeah,
1: a lot of the racing scene, um, you know, we've got a, a sweet guest coming on here. I'm, doing, <laughs> I'm actually doing that podcast a little bit later here. So be on the lookout for someone new. Uh, we're always trying to get interviews as much as we can, and that sort of thing, so we're looking forward to it.:
0: So one of the things I want to do with this podcast before we close out this episode is I want to have guest hosts meaning you guys yeah interview each other occasionally i love it to, to throw things uh you know to just mix things up so if you were going to guest host who would you, who would you want to interview on the team right now right
1: now who's, um, who's got a really interesting story going um i don't know much about like chrissy's entire story yet yeah but i love her energy at practice yes this is a gal who just came off of like a really significant injury and every day at practice she is like just bubbly and just yes. so excited and i i think she has probably incredible stories about her college yeah. experience and and what it meant to be on like national uh championship teams and, whatnot. Mm-hmm. and I don't know. I would love to just pick her brain. She's just a quirky gal who's who's been super fun. So yeah. that's who I'd want to interview. Right I love it. That. Yeah,
0: I rode with her the other day on the on the bike, and she was supposed to turn around at four miles, or, yeah, supposed to turn around at four miles, but her watch was dead, and so we had no idea where we were in terms it. of how far. Yeah. And so we just estimated, but we were talking so darn much. Yeah. She didn't turn around until five and a half. Oh,
1: gosh. I was like, oh, man. I
0: screwed up. I screwed up. But uh, I think she stopped early and walked it in. Yeah, she'll be
1: okay. She's a (laughs) stud.
0: Yeah. yeah. She was all right. Well, maybe we'll make that
1: happen. Yeah, let's do it.
0: All right. Thank you, Nick.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Midday Treat with NAZ Elite. I'm Addison Rosario, Coach Ben's daughter. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button and subscribe to our channel. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Please leave us a review. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NAZ underscore Elite. Subscribe to our weekly newsletter on NAZElite.com and stay tuned for the next episode of the Midday Treat with NAZ Elite.